Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems, and you are much more than you think you are. Here, you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today, we'll continue our discussion of Bob Monroe. Uh, you might recall we left off where he had visited one probable version of Earth in the year 3000, where he joined his consciousness with, among other things, uh, an eagle, a, a fish, a panther, a leaf, and a storm cloud. Then, in the next session, I read to you the Jack and Jill scenario where I imagined how teenagers in the year 3000 might have a conversation about us when we are considered the ancients. Getting back now to Bob, the information that Bob Monroe received in his journeys contains a unique and fascinating perspective on why Earth was created in the first place, and a detailed account of how and why a particular consciousness might become attracted to living through a series of Earth lives in what Bob called our human time-space illusion. Those experiences uh, were one of the sources for material in my book, We Are All Tourists, uh, and I will be discussing that in a future episode. In his third book, Ultimate Journey, Bob shared still more experiences and an overview of why, as spirits, we bother to experience the earth life. Essentially, our emotional experiences are gifts that we ultimately bring back to our Creator. Monroe experienced himself as part of a larger entity, and he understood that many different personalities, such as we are, join together as a large ball of light, so to speak, that cumulatively brings the richness of all those earth life experiences back to the Creator. Now, the Creator knows itself partly through those experiences. Now, whether that entity is itself part of a still larger entity, he does not speculate. Apparently, a larger self, of which each of us is a part, cannot return to the Creator until every single Earth personality that is a part of it has experienced all it needs to experience, learned all its lessons, and freed itself from desires and connections associated with the Earth form of life. Now, some what I'll call reliable sources close to Bob <clears throat> when he lived say that he understood, as we measure time on Earth, it will be many centuries before the bigger entity of which Bob Monroe was a part will be ready to make the return trip. And Bob wasn't all too happy about that. Now, the concept of the big self not being able to return until every single aspect has sufficiently developed and learned is, from my perspective, a very positive one. It's, it's a very beautiful and hopeful idea to keep in mind. It means that everyone eventually learns their lessons and returns, no matter how atrociously they may have behaved in a particular earth life. That's a very practical way to think about forgiveness on the part of our Creator. Nobody gets left behind or is assigned for eternity to some horrible fate. 
Another beautiful concept that Monroe actually experienced is this. Whatever energy we send out as a result of our emotional experiences is amplified many times and returned to us as loving energy that sustains us still more. So we can think of ourselves as a kind of super-efficient power source that generates more loving energy than it takes in, spews it out wherever it's needed, then has it amplified by a bigger entity of which we're a part. It's returned to us, and then the amplification process starts all over again and just keeps on going. It reminds me of a cartoon in Gerald Jampolsky's wonderful little book, Love is Letting Go of Fear which I used to buy in quantity and give to my clients. On one side, it shows a fellow giving away money, and his big bag of money gradually gets very small. On the other side, he's giving away love, symbolized by hearts. And the number of hearts keeps on growing until they fill the entire last frame of the cartoon. As a result of all his experiences, Bob Monroe came to a number of firm convictions about reality that would agree with those expressed by the scientists and the psychics. Given what he directly experienced, he came to believe that you can live more than one life simultaneously, that probabilities exist, that the space-time illusion in which we exist is a camouflage reality, and that there are a great number of realities for us to explore and experience when we are, quote, out of body, either for a short period, as he was frequently, or for a longer period, as we all are when we die. Now, what Monroe has to say is particularly significant because, one, he speaks from direct experience. Another, despite many opportunities, he never attempted to sensationalize or exploit his astounding experiences in order to gain high public visibility or uh, reap huge financial returns. He helped many individuals from all walks of life to achieve out-of-body experiences and make contact with other intelligences on their own. As a businessman, family man, and likable human being, he is someone the average person could easily relate to. He was a living example of how we can combine everyday living with the development and use of abilities that many, if not all of us, possess. And very important, he was cooperative with established psychiatrists and psychologists and developed close personal and professional relationships with many of them as he sought to examine and evaluate the nature and significance of his experiences. He was driven in part by the hope that their participation and study would ultimately bring about a situation where the things he experienced and learned could bring about tangible benefits for a broad cross-section of society. Well, that concludes our discussion of Bob Monroe for now. And uh, in our next session, we'll start to take a look at other people with special abilities, uh, some of which were developed at the Monroe Institute. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.